Hello everyone and welcome to the Pearl Forte podcast. Have you ever been a witness of your own life story? My life story has been unfolding in front of me in the past few months in ways I could never imagine. I can't say that nothing went according to plan, because to some extent it did on paper. But when I look at how things turned out, it feels unreal. I left Dubai three months ago. That's the longest I've been away from Dubai. And the longest I've been in Amman for almost two decades. I still can't decide if the move was the best decision. But I learned not to resist and stand in my own way, especially when things are moving smoothly. I am a human who dislikes change. Settling down and getting used to my new surroundings took a bit out of me. In the middle of adjusting to my new life, I lost an old friend to cancer. I tried to record an episode called Grieving Nozat, but I could never get myself to release it. It felt too personal. I knew Nozat for over 20 years. We always had a special connection. I considered myself close to her. Yet, in spite of that, she never told me she had cancer. And the news that she passed away hit me like a train. I felt like I stumbled through the stages of grief because I didn't know how to process emotions I never experienced. I was angry and sad. I never lost anyone I loved before, and I didn't know what to do with my sadness. Until I made peace with her death, with the help of my mentor, who explained to me that it is often when someone is diagnosed with cancer, it is easier for them not to talk about it than to say it out loud and affirm that the diagnosis is real because they don't want to believe that they have cancer, because they don't want to die. My mentor's words gave me comfort, and that was a starting point. At the funeral, I found out that Nauzat wanted to live. I wish she did. I wish I was able to tell her how loved she was, and how much she is missed. I truly believe that these words would have meant something to her, because we know when words come from the heart. But then there was no way that I could tell her because death is really the final destination for humans on earth. Fast forward, as I learned to grieve, I experienced one of the many topics I go through with my clients, and that's gaslighting. I found myself in a relationship dynamic where my pain wasn't heard and was disregarded. This experience reaffirmed what I already know, the power of being present and the power of words. When I say the power of being present, I mean actively listening and being engaged with the other person's words and responding with intention. We respond with intention when we choose words that are relevant and kind, that also validate how the other person is feeling. Taban, many individuals have different intentions, but being present and available provides the other person with more support than you can ever imagine. Interestingly enough, I didn't handle being gaslighted well. It triggered so many wounds, and in that moment of weakness, there was an explosion, Dana. I had every right to feel upset. I had every right to express my disappointment. But what I didn't do was stop and take a deep breath and distance myself from that situation that was working me up. Instead, I engaged in it more, and I spent a good two weeks regretting most of the words that came out of my mouth. Was there truth to my words? Absolutely. Was there truth to my feelings? 100%. But that decision to speak from a place of anger dictated the words I used at that moment, and they cut like a knife. And that's the thing with words. Once you say them, you cannot unsay them. Now, that's my lesson.
but how do words impact an intimate relationship? Let's have a look. I recently took on a couple who said that they wanted to be together, but many things about them stated otherwise. She wanted him to be a better version of himself because she saw potential in him, but she was so frustrated that he didn't commit to himself. Out of despair and anger, she began trying to inspire him by provoking him and using words such as fat, imbadal, and so on. How do you think he reacted? For starters, he loves her very much, but he also knew deep down that he wasn't really showing up for himself, so her words felt like salt was being put on his open wounds. So he reacted by doing more of what he was doing, which was eating out his emotions and playing small. He didn't realize how hurt he was until we spoke, because he never made room for his emotions. His world revolved around her, and he made it a point to let her know that every single day. But he didn't get why she was being so mean to him, and every time he showed her love, she got angrier and rejected him more. In short, a relationship is 50-50. It is not 60-40. It is not 49-51. A commitment is a decision. It is a decision to show up every single day and to do the work. That choice requires us to do the work with ourselves because no one can make us feel good if we don't feel good inside. This may sound cheesy, but this is why happiness is an inside job. Yani, if feeling overweight doesn't make you feel good, then it is on you to lose that weight and be in a place that feels good to you. And if you are getting rejected because your personal hygiene isn't on point, then you can't expect the other person to engage with you sexually in spite of that, because quite simply, it is a turn off. And you need to give yourself a bit more time to attend to yourself properly. This has nothing to do with love. It has to do with appeal. If you are not actively listening outside the bedroom and providing safety and trust to your partner, then you can't expect them to be willing to share more of their life story with you or expect them to be crazy ready to make love to you inside the bedroom. Because trust and safety and willingness for sex happens outside the bedroom when we connect with our partners. And the list goes on. Why is this so important? Because when we behave from a place that feels good, our actions are very different. We say things differently. We vibrate higher. We are not in a place of pain. We become in a place of strength. I often tell my clients, So it's okay to pick ourselves up and up our game at any point in time. So back to the couple. He had to relearn self-love and pour it into himself first and then to his partner so that a natural balance was created. Now, when it came to his wife, she had to relearn a kinder vocabulary and process her anger and learn more about the root of her anger. And طبعاً, there is a longer journey there that I won't get into. But the gist of this is, words can break someone or make someone, and we have the power to choose them. Thank you for hanging out. And see you all next year. Happy New Year in advance.